Shut up and sit down. And welcome to another episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast, a show about comic book movies approached from every angle and a community of nerds discussing how fiction relates to nonfiction. I'm your comic book cultured host, Michael Maurer, joined by the movie maestro, James Skellerhutzma, and our scientific scholar, Grant Austin. SMSP is your premier movie discussion podcast. Every week we continue our journey exploring our favorite subject, superhero movies. Every fan sees the movies differently, so we gather some amateur experts to discuss certain aspects of the film. Whether it's money, comic books, music, science, or an additional ab, SMSP talks about it all in this week's episode. Sir, it's time for you to stop this unhealthy behavior. No, it's not. You need to take responsibility for your life. Not right now, I don't. And it starts by raising your son. I'm sorry. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. The young orphan you adopted at the gala, remember? <laughs> wow, stairs. Oh. He's been living here for the past week. Hello, table. And I must say, I've grown rather fond of the young lad. Hello, secret camera. You should get to know him. You and he have a lot in common. Scott. Alfred, you've been watching way too many Lifetime movies. Whoops. Wait, what are you doing? Dusty? You can't let him into the Batcave. I'm not. I'm letting him into your life. Does Batman live in Bruce Wayne's basement? No. Bruce Wayne lives in Batman's attic. We can have sleepovers every night. No, we can't. Whoa, look, it's the Bat-Sub. Wait, don't touch that. And over there, it's the Bat-Space Shuttle. Please, keep your hands look, off that. Look, it's the Bat-Zeppelin. Don't touch that either. It's the Bat-Train. No. It's the Bat-Kayak. No. It's the Bat-Doom Buggy. No. It's the Bat-Shark Rebellant. Uh, actually, you can you can touch that. It's completely useless. Whoa, thanks, Batman. Please stand over, over there and don't touch, look at, or do anything for the remaining moments you have in my presence. The Lego Batman movie. And yes, there will be spoilers. Batman! First opinion. Get him before he stops, before he starts singing. <laughs> First opinions. Let's ask Skyler. Um, I like the Lego Batman movie. I don't love it or really like it or, you know, the inverse of that, but I think it's. <laughs> It's solid. It's not as fresh as the Lego movie was when it came out and kind of blew us all away there. As a Batman spoof, it's pretty – you could do worse. You could do worse than that. Um, there are a couple things that bother me about it. Some of the voices are kind of off. But I think it is a, a fun ribbing of the Batman movies full of good references and uh, it's a – Pretty enjoyable two hours. Popcorn Michael. I feel the Lego Batman movie is basically Spaceballs for Batman. I think that it just... It, Spaceballs for Batman. Yeah. Like, it's it feels like a um, Mel Brooks film. In that it just... Because there's just... There is a, there's a story. It moves along. It's got a weird theme at the end that, you know, it's cheeky and cheesy and over the top. Uh, but it's all the all the constant ribbing it takes at the Batman franchise all the way back to like the 1960s. 
um, and just really referencing everything in between. Uh, why aren't you scared of me? Batman stops you. No, he doesn't. Remember that time with the two boats? Nope. How about that time with the uh, the float and you were playing Prince music? <laughs> the freight and the Prince music. <laughs> no, that does, doesn't count either. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, cause it's got, it's got all these great jokes for, um, it had a lot of kid humor in it. Um, I think more so than like the actual Lego movie did, which sort of had a broader scope of its humor. Whereas Batman was like, these, adu- these jokes are specifically meant for the adults. And these jokes are specifically meant for the kids. There wasn't a ton of like in between <laughs> of just like, these are just jokes. Um, cause all the jokes meant for the adults were the in jokes, um, and then all the jokes meant for kids were pretty crude <laughs> or just really re- repeating one behavior. The no, 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 no part would be one example. Or of um, the, for the adult side, I guess, would be, well, uh, you, that orphan you adopted, his friends call him Dick. Well, ch- children can be cruel, Alfred. <laughs> I love that That's line. Right. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I really liked how I didn't predict really what the movie was going to do and that's good and I liked how uh, the they just it seemed like all the members had a lot of fun with it you're right the voice acting may not be the greatest that we've seen so far but you know what everybody think did a spectacular job nonetheless and uh, it's just it was just a fun romping film good time you know a, little, a lot of time and money went into it and they got a good product out of it popcorn grant well uh, I loved it I thought it was wonderful um my initial like first criticism when I came out of the movie, the only thing I had was I was disappointed that they didn't have Ralph Fiennes also voice Voldemort. I thought that was a wasted opportunity. Seriously. <laughs> but uh, after hearing what you guys just said, I, I kind of get what you're saying about the jokes. Like definitely it, they weren't as quite as witty as the Lego movie most of the time. But I, I actually really liked the voice acting. I was really nervous about Zach Galifianakis playing the Joker. I didn't, didn't necessarily agree with that in, when I saw that initially, but I thought he did a really good job. Uh, and I think for what the movie was trying to do, they they nailed it with most of the voice acting. I also loved that they took shots at Superman like literally all the time, <laughs> which was pretty great. And um, I'm telling you, Iron sh- Man sucks. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Iron Man does suck, indeed. <laughs> Uh, yes, they're not afraid to really just breach those barriers of fourth wall breaking. <laughs> no, no. Now, can I ask real quick, Skylar, what, was there a specific voice actor that you were like, because for me, I think it was mostly Rosario this time. Rosario really? didn't uh, really pull it off for me. Um, actually, I just didn't hmm. like the Barbara Gordon character. Uh, in the film because I didn't I couldn't follow what her her game was <laughs> the whole time. I was like, right. are they trying to make her an adult or are they trying to make her Batgirl? Okay, they made her Batgirl, but they gave her one snide Batgirl comment about how she shouldn't oh, be Batgirl. Right. I'm like, what are you trying to pull here? Which one is it? <laughs> one or the other. Um, no, for me, uh, the Ray Fiennes uh, <laughs> oversight was one of them. I think they just had some random chick voice Clayface for a line or two oh, it, it was um duo um oh they're they have some notes that's right it's uh like um oh it's kate Macucci. yeah and then her her partner on garfunkel and oats both garfunkel and oats i got it yeah that's right that's what it was okay yeah and that was 
that was kind of an odd choice, very much uh, an in-joke that if you don't aren't familiar with them, you won't get it. But the thing is, it's still listed as Basil Carlo, so why not just change the character to the the female uh, Clayface? I forget her name right now. I don't know. It it wasn't a uh, a joke that paid off for many people. I feel like, and then also, if you're gonna have Billy D. Williams voice Two Face, finally. <laughs> You know, give him that something. Was, to that was amazing. Give him a that line. Was amazing. <laughs> we got to get through that door, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, but I want more. <laughs> right. And I guess mostly it did kind of bother me how underutilized all the villains were. They just kind of acted as this collective mass instead of highlighting some personalities. Mm. That's true because they they mostly focused on like the crazy supervillains from the um, Phantom, Phantom Zone. Zone. The Phantom Zone. That's right. I, I wanted to say Shadow Realm, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> yes, I banish you to the Shadow Realm. It's time to duel. You've activated my trap card. Five pieces of Exodia. Anyway, we're getting off track. Grant, did you have more first opinions? Yes. Uh, no, that was it. Just I, I really loved it because I love all things Batman and all things Lego. So, rock on, Skyler. We had Ugh. yes, Ugh, indeed. Uh, we, had- we had a budget of eighty million dollars for the Lego Batman movie. Where did that end us as of this recording? As of this recording, which is uh, about four weeks weekends into it, it's sitting at one hundred and thirty six point nine million dollars in the U.S. Elsewhere in the world, it has ninety three point four million, which brings it to two hundred and thirty point three million as of this recording. Definitely still bringing stuff in. Oh yeah, so. we're in the early weeks still. This is like week three, week four. This would be its uh, fourth weekend. Okay. Solid. And yep. by the time, um, yeah, this comes out, it'll be its fourth weekend. And then we'll be we'll going into the fifth by the time you people actually listen to this show. Right. And it'll probably be announced for video shortly after, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> interesting to note, at, I think this day of recording, um, the movie actually opened in China. So if its foreign numbers look low, it's because it has not opened in that country up until this point. Well, because China's like, hold on, let's release Great Wall. Let's give our greatest film from the last 30 years a good amount of time before we put anything next to it. <laughs> yes, that's right. That makes sense now. Because uh, it's the exact inverse here in the United States. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> release competition next to Great Wall. Who cares? Yeah, no. No one cared. Um, it opened to $53 million and it spent two weeks, two weekends at the number one spot. Um, for comparison's sake, Lego Movie opened to $69 million, and it stayed at number one for three weeks and r- finished up right around $469 million worldwide. Oh, so Batman would have to double to get to those numbers, which I mean... Is, yeah, I don't think... I, what do you th- I, don't, I guess I don't know what the China market looks like to be able to even come close to predicting what is yet to be out there. It's hard to say. I, it's going to definitely add a good chunk to it and that's gonna i think push it definitely past the 300 million mark Mm. how much further it goes past that will really depend on where it sits in the top 10 for the next couple weeks i can see it probably getting up to um oh 340 350 million by the time it's done which isn't quite the lego movie standard but it's still pretty good 
Mm, for an eighty million dollar movie. Oh yeah. I think that it's not uh, nearly as good or novel as the Lego Movie was, and so I, I agree with you, Skylar. I don't think it's going to come close to surpassing the Lego Movie just just because the Lego Movie was a better story and it was a novel. Oh, it was much theme more at the time. It so. was much more family centered than this film was. I mean, I'd go I go on record and say Batman is almost exclusively a kids movie with only a few adult inside jokes. It is certainly it has a lower age demographic that it targets th- than Lego did. Which you would think would work more in its favor because everything we've gotten Batman for the last decade in theaters has not been kid friendly. So oh, you'd think people were itching for more of that, you know, inclusiveness, but I don't know. Well, we'll see. Um, now we're going to move on to the comic book section. Uh, there's a lot of characters in the comic book section, guys. We're good. Yeah. Are, you, are we rapid firing it? We are rapid firing it. Um, this is week two slash week one. This would be technically week one of our March Madness animation. March Madamation. March. We need an actual name for this, don't we? M- Marchimation. March anim- <laughs> March animation madness, I think we'll be fine. Um Mam. This is our first <laughs> week of Mam. Uh All where right, we're doing but... just animated movies. So if you're looking for us to do Logan anytime soon, wait till April. We want to give everyone April. a chance to see it. Um so I'm gonna talk about some comic book characters that were introduced in this film let's get all of the non-comic book characters out of the way just so we can push them farther down the line such as egghead and king tut were all introduced in the 1960s batman series and made appearances on this in this film and as well as condiment king made a um his first appearance in the 1990s animated batman series and showed up in this movie go watch the episode make him laugh it's great it's great uh as well as premiered in different shows include black vulcan el dorado samurai apache chief wonder twins wonder dog and gleek were all part of the super friends series uh all from different versions of the super friends whether it was super friends proper or challenge of the super friends stuff like that i don't care we're not going to cover them um, because they are all just kind of ripoffs of other DC characters <laughs> that they couldn't get the rights to Black Lightning, so they created Black Vulcan. Gay. And then we have the um, unintro- uh, the unintroduced Warner Brothers Phantom Zone villains, such as the Kraken, which that one took me a little bit to remember. I was like, "Oh, is that like Godzilla?" Nope, that's mm, that's not exactly a rampage monster. Um. Oh, the Kraken, because Warner Brothers owns Clash of the Titans now. Got it. Um, Gremlins, the Daleks. Yeah, the robot alien robots. Ask your nerd friends the Daleks from the Doctor Who series. You're welcome. Strap in for like an hour of conversation. Yeah, really. Uh, and <laughs> and then they randomly included ambiguous Universal monsters. They are listed as Mummy, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, and Dracula, but. I don't think they're able to actually say those names on film. Those are universal characters. So it's a mummy, a vampire, and a creature that could probably come from a black lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's its actual listing. <laughs> Be fantastic. It could have come from a black lagoon, but we're not sure, so it's just 
you know, this creature, we'll figure it out later. It's Cut. not worth it. Don't call your lawyer. Don't then, don't call your lawyer. Don't. Don't do it. It's just a creature. It's just a creature. <laughs> and then, of course, there's the big Warner Brothers heavy hitters like Sauron and Voldemort. Yeah, I said all the unintroduced ones. So all the ones. He did full introductions um, of them in the film. So I figured they went... They're fine. I'm ha- I'm here to help out the fans that maybe heard all these names and went, what, who? It's worth a Google? No, that's my job. Here you go, friends. All right, Skylar, rapid fire. Here we go. Actual comic book characters introduced in this film that will not be seen in previous films. Go. Crazy quilt. Okay. I hear Dexter in the background. Is he pantsering? He's... He's clicking, yes. He's clicking. Very good. Nice to see, nice to hear you, Dexter. All right, Crazy Quilt. There are three versions of Crazy Quilt. He is a uh, the first version is the only one I'm going to talk about. He is a notable painter with a double life as a criminal. Leaves clues in his paintings, instructing his henchmen what to do. Sustained an injury that allowed him to see only bright colors. So that made him crazy, and he uses Eraser. quilts. Okay, next, yes, Eraser. Professional at covering the tracks of other crimes. For a 20% cut, the Eraser will erase the evidence of another crime. Exact Wikipedia quote. Damn. Polka Dot Man. No motive. I have no idea why this guy exists. Crime spree using detachable polka dots on his outfit that did a variety of things, but mostly flying projectiles or saucers that he flew on. What a classic. Mime. Mime. uh, Commits crimes as a mime. Next. That's so stupid. <laughs> there we okay. go. Oddly, oddly <laughs> speculated that she is actually mute and is oddly not a 1960s Batman villain. She was introduced in 1987. Um, most of these villains come from the 1960s because that's when Batman was at its most ridiculous. Well, there's always one that slips through the crack. Tarantula. We saw the second version of Tarantula, not the first one. Uh, the second version is Catalina Flores. Basically, she is Nightwing's version of the Huntress in Bloodhaven, the undisciplined extreme vigilante that he sometimes bangs. Next one. Gentleman Ghost. A 19th century highway robber that was lynched for the wrong crime. Still a criminal, though. His spirit cannot pass until his killers do. Ooh, here's the catch. His killers were the reincarnations of Hawkman and Hawkgirl. So since they always reincarnate into new people, he remains an eternal phantom. Just seems like a really complicated backstory (laughs) for a ghost. (laughs) Uh, Clock King. Mistakenly told he was terminally ill, he uses his exceptionally good scheduling skills to plan a bank robbery to support his invalid in, uh, in invalid yes yes invalid sister caught and incarcerated by Green Arrow. His sister dies while he is in jail, so he vows vengeance on Green Arrow for all eternity. Doesn't have superpowers. New version kind of does. Old version didn't. Just wore a big clock on his head and called himself a villain. Calendar man. Guy commits crimes themed around holidays. And he's just playing crazy. Kite man. Charlie Brown commits crime on a big kite. A gimmick villain. And zebra man. He is a scientist who went through a lab accident that gave him the superpower to attract and repel anything except metal? And they refer to this as diamagnetism caused skin to be black and white stripes. Grant, is there such a thing as diamagnetism? I don't think so. I think that's bullshit. Okay. 
sounds like bullshit. You can like cause attractions between things that aren't, you know, magnetic. Mm. So like think about geckos, they can like climb upside down on your ceiling with, they don't like have claws. They're not digging in. It's just their hands like stick to everything. So Mm. I I don't, I don't think there's a thing called diamagnetism. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is all of our comic book characters. In case you wanted that rapid fire again, just rewind. Um, uh, You didn't mention Orca, the guy who is literally just a whale. Yeah, sorry. I forgot about Orca, just a whale. Mm -hmm. And then I know they uh, mentioned an unintroduced Warner Brothers villain was Jaws, I do believe, was in the film. But, like, I don't think they own Jaws. Yeah, also Universal. So he's, they don't say he's Jaws. It's just a big shark. It's just a big shark. That's what I mean. You have to. You can be ambiguous. Like, they don't own vampires, but they own Dracula. So you can't say he's Dracula, but you can make him look like a vampire and, like, try not make him talk too much in a Romanian accent. <laughs> <laughs> right. Plus, he's Batman has awesome. such an interesting history with sharks. <laughs> That's right. I love that they threw that in there. I fantastic. Uh, <laughs> not really an Easter egg, but would you say it was bat-tastic? Bat-tastic, indeed. Uh, was there any more that I missed, Grant? Um, uh, I mean, obviously all the big ones, but stands to reason that we're not talking about those because they'll be in most everything else. Yes, I'm only. I only hit the B villains. We're not talking about Clayface, Poison Ivy, um, Two Face. Even Killer the Billy Croc, Scarecrow, yes. Catwoman. Oh, <laughs> you're in. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> that was in. It was an interpretation of Catwoman I was not expecting. <laughs> um, out of curiosity, from this list of B villain B villains, uh, which ones are your all's favorite? I like the Clock King because my first uh, introduction to that character was at Batman the Animated Series, where they actually did a good job. So. Um, I would have to say Calendar Man because it's like, oh, Christmas is coming around. Is Julian Day in jail still? Okay, good. He's not in jail? Oh, shit. All right. Let's get, let's get ready for a crime. All right. It's Thanksgiving? Okay, let's get ready for a crime. Did we put that guy in jail and during... during... It's Arbor Day? <laughs> it's Women Appreciation Day? <laughs> Is this dude going to attack the League of Women? All right, we'll, we'll guard that place, because what the fuck else is he going to do for a crime? Well, come on, let's be honest. All right, we caught him. Okay, what's the next holiday? Valentine's Day? Sweet. All right, we don't have to worry about that one. He, when does he get out? He gets out around St. Patrick's? All right, we'll be ready for that. <laughs> That's fucking calendar day. You can literally predict everything he does. Okay, I'm he's, done with comic books. Too, just cause I, he's really funny in... Um... <laughs> Uh, the long Halloween. I, I can just picture Batman just wanting to facepalm every time he goes and talks to Calendar Man. <laughs> and like, I get a kick out of that. He's like, oh, I got to <laughs> talk to this asshole. Come, why did I even come here? This is such a waste of time. God damn it. <laughs> you Calendar Man. <laughs> every time he talks to him, he learns nothing. <laughs> it's just like, maybe this time. Maybe this time Calendar Man will have something useful to say. No, you're just going to ramble to me about Easter and where it fucking started? Thank you, Julian. All right. Uh, give him his meds. Let's get the fuck out of here, Robin. That's what I, that's what I got for comics. Let's go to music. Music uh, is packed this episode, actually. We've got a lot of different uh, 
sources to borrow from, but we'll start it off on the score and uh, music for Lego Batman movie is done by Lauren Balfe. He is one of Hans Zimmer's protégés who's worked with him on several of his projects uh, and definitely carries some of those pre-established sounds over into this soundtrack. The first track I have on the docket is Black. Black. is all in- all important movies start with a black screen. <laughs> nice. Cute up. Did that uh did that have oh goodness did it have a, a another Batman theme hidden in it mm. dun 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 no, dun, think, dun dun it kind of sounds like animated series a little bit I think that one's unique enough that it can be uh considered its own thing mm. just harkens back to it a little I think or maybe I'm I thought, crazy. Maybe so. Maybe that's what's going on here. I do like how that the music for this one is written as if it was a uh, live at, live action Batman. You know, they don't treat it for the most part like it's an animated film, ex- with the exception of some of the wacky uh, instruments you heard at the beginning of that clip. Mm, yes. And because I can, for this next um, track I have listed... I probably won't ever have the chance again to use a Harry Nelson song (laughs) on this show. So I'm going to do it this time. Um, There's that pretty notable part after Joker turns himself in where, you know, there's no more need for Batman. So they play the song one, which we're all familiar with. If we can hear the opening to it, at least. For a second, I thought when you said the the song one, I thought of the song Once, the Academy Award winning film Once. 
That's right. And I was like, that's that... not played in this movie? <laughs> I was my... going to say, that would be a deep cut. <laughs> my my first thought was the Metallica song when you said that. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Is, isn't there also a U2 song <laughs> no. called One? I have no idea. Maybe. In the name of One. No. Is that it? No, really? No. Okay. <laughs> That's in the name of love. No, no. Yes, it is. Um, but no, this is the Harry Nilsson version, which is who was a singer songwriter in the 60s, 70s, palled around with the Beatles, etc. Uh, he, he's also the writer of the uh, the coconut song. Mm, I've got lime to love the coconut. Bunch of coconut. Oh, not the one. Oh, lime and a coconut. No. You gotta yes, specify which fucking coconut song. Why are there more than one coconut songs? Because coconut's because a great song like to write about. about <laughs> exactly. My thoughts. Exactly. There we go. But yes, I've I jumped on the opportunity to use that one. So forgive me. Now back to um ones that are actually written for this movie. Um probably the most prominent one is Batman's song that he writes for what is it, quote unquote. I'm going to kick all your butts. The Let's Get Nuts playlist. <laughs> that was easily that's, one of the best lines of the film. <laughs> that's such a great throwback. I love it. Um, you want to get this, nuts? This, Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. <laughs> Plus, this song has like maybe my f- favorite line in the whole film, which is, Who always pays his taxes, not Batman? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Here's Who's the Batman? that song needs to win academy award for best original song at the next academy awards for factual sake that one is not done by lauren balf uh that is done by patrick stump featuring will arnett as batman (laughs) imagine how much fun will arnett had to have like in the recording studio just hearing that who has the best pecs? Batman! Like he's just jamming out. <laughs> Make Two-Face to black and blue face. <laughs> the lines are just so dumb and great. They're all fantastic. It's okay if you stare. Cause I'm a billionaire! Every time they do that, I just see little Lego claw hands shimmying back and forth. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, we got one more song that's original for this film. It's uh, Friends or Family, which is the, uh, excuse me, end credit song. The Robin song. Yes, that's the one. I'm texting you. Uh, hey, Robin, it's 7.30. Well, that's okay. I'm ready to fight crime. You're the dark night. I'll be sleeping past two. Sometimes fight, boom, pow, bang. But we always make up. Hey, man, I'm sorry. It's okay. We're not related, but here's good news. Friends are the family you can choose. Come on, everyone. High five down low to the side. Let's go. You're my best friend. My best friend. And friends are family. Friends are family. Is that is that the sound of Patrick Stump? Is that what he is that how he sings? I believe so, yeah. Is what's what's is he famous for doing such other works? I feel as if he's a pop singer. <laughs> he sounds like a, like a mini Andy Grammer. Pianist and co- uh, composer for Fallout Boy. Is he the lead singer? Is that the guy? Is this not the Fallout Boy guy? <laughs> well, I I originally thought he was pianist and composer but apparently he's also a lead vocalist rhythm guitarist pianist and composer okay yeah, i was gonna say it looks like yeah, the lead singer all right anyway so, okay good job fallout boy kind of it's like if if like nathan russo did a song you'd be like oh fun did this song but it's it's nathan oh. russo no my my apologies uh pete wentz is the bassist so. oh silly man all right well patrick stump Patrick Stump is, yes, I guess a pop singer, a mini Andy Grammer when he wants to be. Uh, I, I guess so. Uh, when he's on his own. Good job, Patrick. Great songs. Great songs for the kids, I'd say. You're going to annoy a lot of parents with these songs. Fantastic job. And you annoy yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of parents already when, when, you, when you had Fall Out Boy. Sure, we're going down, down in a lily around. How many times my parents hear that song? I don't know. Between three kids, probably 18,000. We'll find out. Way too many times. <laughs> Can never listen to that song too many times. Yeah, dance, yeah. dance, falling a bit of a heart high. I don't know the words. <laughs> you never really under like the only reason you know "Sugar We're Going Down" is because you've heard it eighteen million times. So therefore, or sung it at karaoke because it's sung at every karaoke bar ever. <laughs> oh goodness! Very well. I'm gonna have to sing it at the next karaoke bar because I have yet to pay my dues. Um, any oh. any more music facts for us, Skyler? Uh, no, but at the end, no, as he continues to lift off more music facts. I was going to say, uh, you do this every time. No, but. And I'm like, no, but. So basically, yes. Yeah. Yes, but. Uh, <laughs> um, no more clips, I'm going to say. But ah. at the end of our at the end of our show, we've got another uh, musical talent. Uh, oh, quick, uh, quick, quick. Correction. Uh, Friends or Family is done by Oh Hush. Oh. Patrick Stump just did the Who's the Batman? Okay. Excuse us. Oh, who's Oh Hush? Oh Hush is songwriter Chris Cernell. Oh Hush is best known for being unknown. <laughs> <laughs> 
This secret artist oh, has never played a show nor posted a single photograph of himself. What? Oh, wow. Heavily. How does that even? What? Goddamn. Oh, my gosh. That's. This man's my hero. Okay. Let's move okay, on to science. Well, there is no science today because this movie is about talking plastic toys and is therefore complete nonsense. <laughs> I guess. It's there. like, talk to me about Legos. How do they connect together? Mm, or don't. Uh, I don't you have a little peg <laughs> and you have a little hole and the peg goes in the little hole click, click. and then they stick. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the subliminal talk. Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I think we've been saying Legos this whole time. It's Lego. I just corrected myself on that. So I'm being the pretentious oh. asshole to myself. Way to go. <laughs> okay. What do you have out left to talk about then? But toy sales. Okay. Yeah. That, that was just me being the silly. Yeah, that was not me. That was Skylar wrote that. Oh, in there. excuse me. But yes, toy, toy sales. Let's. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, so for guest section, I thought I would talk about the history of Lego Batman because I'm sure nobody knows about that at all. Yeah, I guess. Because why would you? Why would? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. So Lego Batman first came out in 2006 when they released a series of I think eight Lego sets. So that was the first appearance of Lego Batman in any media was as a Lego set in 2006. So only been around for 11 years. Were these based on uh, just, I wonder what these, do you know what the kind of the art style was like? Was it very Bruce Timmish, like it, from the animated it was, series? It was a, a mix. It was, uh, there were a few sets that had like the black and gray Batman. And then there were a few that had the blue and gray Batman. And it was just kind of... You know, a little bit Bruce Timmish, but maybe not quite as dark. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little Brave and the Bold going on a little bit there too. But it was it was definitely just like based off comics, obviously not based off any of the movies. Although soon after that, in two thousand seven, they started releasing sets that were um for Nolan Batman movies. So a little bit more serious uh looking and less cartoony as far as like legos can go yeah i'm looking at the 2006 set right now and you're right it does have a weird mix like this harley quinn is obviously timish but i mean it's a tim and deanie character um creation yeah exactly but like this uh the the mr freeze is definitely bruce tim but that but that 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 Robin really isn't. Also, um, and uh, right, and oh, gosh, that Scarecrow. I mean, well, they never really locked down what Scarecrow looked like in the in the Timbers, so that one's no. kind of up there. And that Penguin more so looks like the 1960s Penguin than anyone else. So that's why I'm saying, yeah, right. it's all it's all around. And then um, after that, they have released more Lego sets. They had a second round in the early like. 2010s 2012 ish mm-hmm. kind of time period and those those were mostly based off of movies the christopher dolan movies and then they've just kind of continued releasing sets kind of here and there weren't, as time has gone on weren't by that point weren't they mimicking their lego batman video game sets they were doing that as well yeah so still kind of a good mix a, a very hodgepodge uh 
of styles okay. with what the Lego sets look like. But again, like the sets came out first, so it's almost like the video games mimic the sets, but then the newer sets mimic the video games. So it's just, it's it's pretty random as far as like their design style goes. And then uh, just this year, they released a whole bunch of new sets as soon as the movie came out, which are obviously in the style of the movie Mm. and feature some of the sets from, you know, sets in the movie. So like, yeah, that's as far as like the actual toys go. What's the name of the the scuttler? Like, the scuttler? They have they have uh, the back computer kind of set, and um, they have an Arkham set, a new one because they have a, they have an older Arkham set as well. But then they have a new one that's in the style of this movie. Mm-hmm. Is does the computer talk to you like Siri? <laughs> I <laughs> doubt it. However, they did release a set uh, which was a um, Lego Batman Studio. Which they've done this. They've done this before, where they've released studios so you can make your own uh, stop motion, and they have released one in the theme of Lego Batman, so you can make your own Lego Batman movie. Oh, what a kid's dream! <laughs> but anyway, you mentioned the video games, so let's go with that. That is the next installment of Lego Batman Media, with the first game coming out in two thousand eight, which was pretty much just Lego Batman, and then. They had two sequels that came out in 2012 and 2014, which to including all of the DC heroes and becoming more of a Justice League game, but still using the Lego Batman name because, let's be honest, DC is the house that Batman built. (laughs) Batman. Suck it, Superman. No, 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 (laughs) no, no. You suck a dick, okay? Superman was their first asshole. I know. I was quoting the movie, damn it. Seriously. <laughs> that's I'm responding to the movie, all right, through you. All right. That's cuz I had to get this off my chest cuz there needs to be a lot less Superman hate in this world. So a lot less of it, all right? Um but uh, the, 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 the 2008 Batman Lego Batman video game is very much the style like it it wasn't the first Lego Batman video game, but then like Lego Star Wars had been out, which was the big one, and Lego Lord of the Rings I think had been out too. Um, uh, Lego Lord of the Rings, uh, I think, came out shortly after mm. Lego Batman came out. Yeah. Maybe a little bit before, but it was right around that same time. Okay. Lego Harry As Potter was the other one that ah, started. Lego around. Harry Potter it came out second, I think, after Lego Star Wars. And Lego Batman 2 is kind of a big deal because that's when the Lego games started shifting to voice acting, right? Because before, none of them ever talked. It was always just facial expressions and hand gestures and kind of little, like, grunts. Grunt noises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which I I honestly liked that more because I thought it was more creative and funnier to watch, like, expressions <laughs> to convey things. But yeah. I actually prefer that, too. <laughs> You're you're right. The 2012 game was the first Lego game that had voice actors, um, and it was still mostly a Lego Batman themed game. It expanded a lot, included a lot more heroes, and then the 2014 game might as well have just been called Lego Justice League because that was literally Justice League from the beginning. The main villain was Brainiac, so mm-hmm. not really Lego Batman at all I- at that point. I like how in the second one, like Superman plays a big part in the game and you get to him pretty early. 
and he is he's literally Superman. Like he's just an invincible character you can play. <laughs> right. It's just such bullshit. You're like Superman and he's got no weakness. You just soar through the levels. You can do literally everything. <laughs> everything you do super fast. You have heat vision, which is the most like impossible to beat attack in the game. Um and is literally the most useful oh, thing invincible. in burning. Yeah. And you can't be you hurt. Know, like I remember it took like forever in lego star wars to unlock the invincibility thing because it costs like a billion studs to unlock that (laughs) and then you just get superman you're just like oh well i'm invincible as is so fuck trying to unlock things who needs that that's just a waste of time bloody fucking die (laughs) yeah but he wasn't even the only one they had a lot of invincible characters um this is wonder woman wonder woman was invisible invincible um Green Lantern might have been. No, he wasn't, but Martian Manhunter was. Oh, no, so, There's probably a super girl in there. There was, yep. I still yeah, have so just yet to beat the just became game. kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyway, I I enjoyed all of those games, actually. I think the first one is my favorite, but uh, some those good games memories. are dope. Playing, playing the Lego Batman games. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh so shortly after the first Lego Batman game came out, Cartoon Network released a mini movie, and that's the first, um, you know, sort of film or cartoon adaptation of animated installment movie. So not a video game and not a toy. Mm. And then was it Cartoon Network mini movie? Wasn't it's DC Superheroes Unite, right? The the Batman Lego movie. Yes. Yeah, so I was just getting to that. Um, oh. So after that mini movie, there have been two Lego Batman movies, kind of. There was one that was, like you just said, Lego Batman, the movie, DC Superheroes Unite. It had two subtitles, because whatever. And then Lego DC Comics, uh, Batman Beleaguered. I'm not... I, I read the oh, I like it. plot for that. Apparently, it's just Superman trying to persuade Batman to join Justice League for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch this. Uh, but wasn't wasn't DC Superheroes Unite literally just Lego Batman 2's cutscenes put together? I don't know. I've never actually seen it. I'm but, pretty uh, sure that's what it is. That, that would make sense. Because there were a lot <laughs> of cutscenes in that, and they could have definitely just made that into a movie. Okay. Uh, and it, it already had all the voice acting, so like I saw it at like yeah. Barnes and Noble one time. Opened it up, or not opened it up, but like right at the back, and it's like all the cutscenes of Lego Batman Two put together. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you're just coming out and saying it, huh? <laughs> not fooling the buyer this way. Awesome. Just don't even care. Just banking on the fact that it's still Batman. And it's still Lego, so someone will buy it. <laughs> Very true for the kids. It's true. Uh, it's for the then, kids. Uh, Last one is uh, Lego Batman. Obviously, first played in the Lego movie, which came out in 2014. So that is all the Lego Batman media that there is so far, as far as like actual Lego toys and animation. Well, in Lego Batman 2, the video game, um, he was voiced by Troy Baker, correct? Mm-hmm. And then Troy yes. Baker, did Troy Baker reprise that role in Lego 3? Yes. Okay. So Troy Troy Baker, I bet like I could imagine that Troy Baker felt a little hurt when he's like, "Well, I did the character in the game." No, well, Will's a great well, guy. Okay, I imagine he would be I mean, like that. The games were significantly lower 
budget than the Lego movie was. And so you're trying to market the Lego movie to a lot of fans. And the, a good way to do that for an older crowd is to get name recognition, like voice actors. And so lots of people know who Will Arnett is. Nobody knows who Troy Baker is. The world should know who Troy Baker is. Let's be honest. Yeah, I was going to say the dudes have had enough projects on his plate i think that not being part of the lego movie is it's not going to hurt him too much they they could have thrown him in as a uh, cameo i thought they should have done that a little bit more and take some of these classic uh animated batman voice actors and throw them in this movie like maybe have oh, uh, conroy. Ke- kevin conroy come in like a line or two mark hamill um like have them be no name characters just like even have them just be like citizens or something, but just as an Easter egg, I thought that would have been Michael <laughs> Keaton as himself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get nuts. He's getting nuts, guys. Or Michael Keaton as Birdman. <laughs> That's that, what I was about to say. Isn't that Warner Brothers? Nice. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, who wants the merch gun? <laughs> or they could have had like uh, Luke Skywalker show up and get your Mark Hamill in that way. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Star Wars, Disney. Sorry, sir. Although they did show up they, in they had uh, Lando Lego and movie. Han in the Lego movie, so they could have done it if they wanted to. Oh. Mm, interesting. They did. Well, hmm. I wonder how that... Because they have, they own they have the to steal Lego. the warp drive off the Millennium Falcon. They even had Billy D. Williams voice Lando. They did. I wonder if it's because they own the Lego versions of Star Wars that they're saying that these are yep. the Lego version representations of them in film, but not their actual character representations. Hmm. Everything Lego has to go through Warner Brothers. So Marvel eventually got its game, but it had to go through Warner Brothers as with Star Wars. Uh-huh. I want I want to become a, a media content lawyer. I just feel as if the, all, oh, those, all those bylaws would be fascinating to me of like when you are and are <laughs> not allowed to use the, the, the rights of a character. Hmm. Right. Perhaps the only dream. problem with that is you have to have an actual lawyer, which requires learning all the other laws that you're not interested in. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. It's such a turnoff. Like, oh, actual justice? I care about the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Movie justice, damn it. Show me the money. All right. <laughs> the guy that teaches kids. Uh, <laughs> okay. That looks like that'll wrap it up today. Super fans, super movies and studies. Super movie studies is recorded and produced. That's how we do it now. iTunes. Um, the new episodes are posted weeklies on Monday. <laughs> weeklies, <And> we do this weeklies. <laughs> weeklies, we do this weeklies. Uh, we Guys, ha- I haven't even been drinking. I promise. <laughs> uh, just, you don't. It's have- been a long day. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, you don't even know. Let me tell you after. Uh, and we have a a review that we're gonna uh, read online. We got uh, from uh, from Reaper two three four five seven with the Austin is awesome. Austin was a great addition to the podcast, and I hope she stays on. She brings something very entertaining to the show. And she's not, and this person is not talking about you, Grant, unfortunately, even though your last name is Austin. That's okay. I, I know I'm not as entertaining as Austin, so <laughs> by all means, replace me. That's fine. <laughs> well, to be fair, 
you just the the husband wife relationship on the show i think is really oh, what I, sells it I'm sure the banter the banter was probably fantastic i haven't listened to that episode yet because it's so it's, it's literally just like shut up i get to touch your butt sometimes <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I think it's just it's just some something great we don't usually get to do with each other because they don't get to tell you that I touch your butt sometimes. That'd be weird. <laughs> I was waiting for a reaction of any kind, and I was like, "Come on, don't be silent, you fuck! Damn it! Oh. <laughs> you ruin the punchline when you do that. Just keep going forward. Just, just be like, oh, only on Tuesdays. Um. Uh, anyway, so yes, to uh, talk, subscribe, tunes. I. Right, uh. Next topic. <laughs> Twitter, go check us out there. Um, this week's Twitter question of the week. Just give us your favorite line from this movie because there's a lot of them. There's so many good ones. Um, or, so many good ones. Or perhaps a Warner's brother villain that you would have liked to have seen in this film. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, I would I would go with uh, Immortan Joe. We got to do a Martin Joe for Mad Max. Oh. oh, that would have been good. That would have been so good. Uh, and he's in like the Lego car too. Oh, baller. Um, I would have said uh, splendid. <laughs> I would have said the um, Elmer Fudd. I think would have been oh. a great little mix. <laughs> I think Elmer Fudd would have been fantastic in this film. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, Yosemite Sam might have been funnier. Well, we should be no, saying Elmer Fudd would have been oh, that silly white man. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the bat at. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So yes. Um, either either our favorite line, or of course, either your uh, a Warner Brothers villain you would have liked to have appeared in Lego Batman. Um, that'll wrap it up today. Well, as we said, Twitter time will be there on uh, the Twitter to help you out, as always. Uh, he should be on next week when we review Justice League Dark. Ooh, I just said review. I don't like that word. Um, when we talk about Justice League Dark, at least he should plan to be on it, Twitter, Tom. I hope you watched it. and <laughs> you. I gave you three weeks heads up this time. You should be good to go. Um, <laughs> and I gave you all, <laughs> listeners, a week heads up as well as we go into the freshest of the fresh DC animated movies. But that'll do it today. I'm your host, Michael Maurer. James Keller Hutzma. And Grant Austin. And I hope you all have a super week. Batman! Gonna make a change for once in my life. It's gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street, not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see their needs? The summer's disregard, a broken bottle tie. 